Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Just 12 cast. My name is Jake Kirshner, the host of this podcast and also co-author of Just 12, uh, the book. So uh, today we're interviewing for our second podcast ever that we're interviewing an everyday ordinary missionary. And when I say everyday ordinary missionary, it doesn't mean people we're interviewing aren't extraordinary. It doesn't mean that God doesn't give them extraordinary gifts or that he's not uh, giving them an extraordinary way to use those gifts or that they don't have extraordinary stories. All those things can be true. And at the same time, we know that everyday ordinary mission, missionary, what that means is that we're all called to be on mission with Jesus, that Jesus has given us this uh, in our desire to follow after him and live under his rule and rescue. He's given us this passion to join him in mission and permission, not just permission, but he wants to partner with us. And so what does that look like? It means extraordinarily loving people in everyday ordinary ways, everyday ordinary encounters as we go throughout life. So I'm kind of excited about today because uh, I think it's really fitting that we have someone uh, who got to hear about Just 12 really while it was just a dream, while it was just an idea. And you'll recognize why, because her last name is the same as the co-author of the book, Scott Knollenberg. We have Chloe Knollenberg on with us. And so, uh, and, and I'm compelled by Chloe's story because she, she loves church. Uh, she's known church for a long time. She's grown up in the church. Uh, she loves doing church the way that we kind of maybe know how to do church in conventional ways. Uh, she's gifted at doing it that way. And she recognizes that there's a need for change. There's a need for a just 12 kind of approach uh, as we move forward uh, with our faith and as we move forward with, with loving others. So uh, without spending too much more time on that, Chloe, welcome to the, the Just 12 cast. Thanks for sharing your story today. Uh, as you get started, just share a little bit of your context, um, kind of where you're at in life now. And then from what you can remember, how did you come to hear about Just 12 at the very beginning? How did you experience it? What did you think about it? How did it make you feel? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So um, I am currently a college student, just finished up my freshman year. Um, I'm a secondary math education major at a smaller Christian college in the Midwest. And yeah, so just finished up my first year. So first year went great, obviously some adjustments, you know, being yeah. in a new state away from home and everything. But yeah, I had an overall really positive experience there. Um, but yeah, you know, how I came to first hear about just 12, um, you know, being the daughter of one of the authors, I guess. Um, yeah, like you said, I heard about Just 12 probably about two or three years before the book was actually published. Um, I kind of recall my dad doing some some sermons at church about Just 12, and that sort of evolved into developing uh, a curriculum actually that we did for retreats uh, at the time down in Southern Illinois and now currently out in Colorado. Um, but yeah, I've been familiar with Just 12 pretty much from the beginning. And so it's kind of cool to see how it's grown from just, you know, being talked about in sermons to, um, you know, bringing people on these retreats to the book being published. And, you know, now we have the app and the podcast. So that's been really cool to see. Um, but, you know, in terms of my initial reaction, I, you know, I thought the concept of Just 12 was really cool. You know, it, it logically made sense as, you know, even as somebody, you know, who's kind of been in the church world for so long. Yeah. Um, but I really didn't take it that seriously, if I'm being honest, until... Mm -hmm actually started college, you know, this past fall. Um, as you mentioned, you know, in my high school years, I was really involved at my home church, you know, middle school director, children's teaching team coordinator, you know, co-director, VBS in the summer. So, um, you know, I really enjoyed kind of being in the context that I was and having sort of this platform that the church had provided me with. But, you know, it wasn't really until college when all of a sudden I didn't have this platform that the church had provided me with 
you know, for so many years of my life that I really started to realize like, wow, just 12 really is the only thing that I can do um, or really anybody can do no matter who they are and where they're at and what stage of life they're in. So yeah, that's when I really started, you know, taking it seriously and, you know, prioritizing people. And even it's, I think it's worth mentioning, you know, even being a college student in a different state away from people, um, I still have, you know, people in my 12 that are back home and the strategy still works long distance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to something you just hinted at there in a second. What, what I find compelling, and I hope people who are on this journey or, or starting to contemplate this journey uh, resonate with you is, is there's that gap between, hey, there seems to be only a few people who can actually be on this mission with Jesus when we think about it as those platforms, those programs, um, those productions that we do that, that can be really good and fun and powerful. There's good things that come from those. And yet it's like, boy, it's only really for a, a few either are gifted, uh, which you are gifted and, uh, and, and, and enjoy it or want to do it. And and like, what about the rest of us? And if, right. I think what a few weeks ago when we were talking, what was compelling for me is that you like you came to that realization like, oh, like I've had this really cool opportunity that I've been really blessed to have and, and excited to do. And now I'm starting to realize like there is a way for the rest, rest of us when we're not doing those things. So those of us who do those things, we can still do just 12 and so can everybody else. So uh, yeah. I love that you've had that experience because I, I'm guessing even even those that um, maybe haven't had the same opportunities, but have maybe been leaders or stepped into different programs, have felt similar things to what you're talking about. Uh, so thanks for, for sharing that part of your journey. So yeah. tell me a little bit about, you shared a little bit like, hey, I still have people in my 12 that uh, are back at home when I'm at school. Uh, share share a, few, uh, a few thoughts on how you started to select your 12. How did you go about that process? And, and share a little bit about who's in your 12. What kind of people are in your 12? How did you go about choosing them? Yeah, of course. So um, it's interesting. Actually, the other day I was kind of, you know, unpacking from school and, and doing some cleaning and I actually came across one of my old journals that kind of had my original list from, you know, four or five years ago, um, who was in my 12. And I kind of laugh at it because I'm like, wow, it's changed so much, you know. <laughs> past four or five years because, um, you know, when I initially kind of heard about just 12, maybe it was my freshman year of high school, I want to say, um, I just kind of wrote down 10 individuals, the ones that made the most sense in my mind. You know, I wasn't really seeking kind of God's direction or will for, you know, who was in my 12. I wasn't kind of an active communication um, with God and, you know, kind of classic God's plan versus my plan. You know, six of those 10 people didn't work out. Hmm. So, kind of just made me realize like, wow, I actually need to take this process um, a little bit more slowly and just be about who I'm praying for. Um, And then also, you know, being able to recognize the needs that God presents in front of me, like, Uh hey, there's somebody that I didn't initially anticipate that I would put in my 12, um, but being open to, you know, welcoming them into that um, because of, you know, who God puts on my heart. Yeah. that is interesting. So I'm, you know, currently with that, I'm at uh, seven individuals currently praying about an eighth. Um, but in terms of who's in my 12, um, the first two, obviously, you know, my parents, um, mm. I don't have siblings, as a lot of people know. So, you know, my parents have just been um, two of my greatest role models, and they've just kind of given me my foundation for mm. what I Christian faith as today. 
Um, the third is a longtime family friend and actually our current family pastor at our church, a woman named Mary. And Mary has just really taught me, you know, especially in my middle and high school years, kind of what it means to lead with a servant heart, right? That leadership isn't just this, you know, this position or title that we get to have, you know, but how do we, how do we actively meet people's needs, you know, raise up the next generation of leaders? How can we do all that? So you know, always going to her too, you know, whenever I need advice or wise counsel, you know, we're still super close, always getting lunch, you know, when I'm coming back home from college. So, you know, that relationship has uh, stayed strong despite, you know, me being in another state. Yeah. Um, and then the next three individuals, kind of a different group, um, are three younger friends of mine who I sort of also mentor. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just this amazing group of sophomore students. And I've just seen how God has given each of them such these very unique um, abilities and gifts and talents. And what I part of what I do is kind of working with them and teaching with them um, on how to apply and use those gifts kind of in the ministry setting, a little bit more of the traditional church um, roles that we were talking about. Talking sure. For. Um, and then the last individual is actually a good friend of mine who God has uh, really put on my heart over this past year. Um, initially, I never really considered putting this person in my 12 before, not necessarily for any negative reason, but just the thought never really occurred to me. Hmm. Um, but just over this past school year, God's really revealed to me like, no, you you need to put this person in your 12, hmm. Chloe. Like I, I want you in this person's life for a reason. So yeah, so that's been going really well. And it's been super cool to continue to build that relationship with this person and just, yeah, be a part of their life. Yeah. So I, I, I heard a couple of things in there that I'm curious about. So you had said, uh, originally had this, this list and, and there was quite a few on there and it didn't quite work out. So I'm curious, like, how did you sense that, Hey, this isn't quite working out. And then maybe part of that question is this too, of like, how did you sense that this person who wasn't on your list, like you, you said you felt that kind of that push, like share a little bit about that experience for you. Cause I think there's a lot of people that um, will probably be in a similar situation where like, Hey, I got my list, but are, are they supposed to be, are they not supposed to be? I don't know. What am I supposed to hear? Am I supposed to hear God say it like a name? Uh, am I supposed to like, what's the things that were like um, sticking out to you and, and really strong indicators for you? Yeah. So I think in terms of my original list and the people that didn't necessarily work out, um, God was really clear in the sense that he actually removed some of those people from my life, um, some mm. of them moving away yeah. at the time. And I think, you know, we kind of go into just 12 or when we think about people, we kind of tend to put them in certain categories. You guys talk about this in the book. Sure. You know, the four deep wells and everything. And um, I think also, too. You know, I kind of had like in my mind uh, the original intention of why I put somebody in my 12 and God kind of revealed to me like, you know, that maybe this intention wasn't necessarily right. Like some people I had kind of labeled as, you know, my iron sharpeners You know, revealed to me that maybe those relationships um, shouldn't be the people that I'm, see you know, seeking this type of relationship from. So that was one of the ways of recognizing that. Um but yeah, in terms of the new people, it's just it's just been little God things throughout mm. the years. I mean, from things that I've kind of picked up in, you know, in certain texts to conversations that I've had um, while I'm home. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just without, you know, without getting into. Sure. Totally. Anything, yeah. Um, it's just yeah. Been these little things. It hasn't, you know, hasn't been some, you know, grand God moment or reveal. Yeah. Just these little things that I'm like, no, there's this kind of reoccurring pattern that I yeah. feel like. 
noticed. That's so and good. I, I think it's really good for, for people listening to, to hear some of those things because there is that temptation in us to be like, what's the big thing that God's going to show me? And, and we see throughout scripture, even that like from Jesus to, to prophets, to other ones, it's like God's in the whispers. And like, what are those little whispers that are kind of just reoccurring over time that, um, like you said, like it's, it's, it's a pattern or it's, there's just this little thing in that text that does something within our spirits, God's spirit talking to our spirit to go, Hey, what is that? And, and, and we got to pay attention to those things and be a little bit attuned to them. And, and so I'm excited for you to, to have experienced that those little things that kind of go like, Oh, God's, God's working here and working there. Uh, and, and it's okay that there were people that I thought were going to be on here that aren't, you know, this isn't, uh, this isn't a process that's that's in cement. You know, it's like, no, we're we're in this journey trying to figure this out. So uh, I, I think and have a sense that there's many people that could resonate with that and go, OK, so I don't you know, I don't have to have this. And maybe it will jump off the page for somebody. But I think it's more of like what you say. There's these little whispers along the way. So, I mean, that gets us a little bit into the um, the next question I have, which is, is as you've. Uh, experience just 12 as you've done it over the past couple of years, what are some of the challenges that you've come across? What are some of the um, maybe growth areas that you've experienced? Uh, Stuff along those lines. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for me um, has really kind of seen how my 12, you know, can it evolve when I'm going into a new context? Mm -hmm. I think going off to college was, you know, a big piece of it. Or even, as I said, kind of people coming in and out of our lives, you know, like, how do we deal with that? Mm -hmm. We've only you know, in terms of Jesus's ministry, we really only see this three-year snapshot, this kind of one period of his life where he's investing into those people. So it's interesting, you know, we got to wonder, like, you know, if we were looking at a different part of Jesus's life or anything, or if he did had, you know, if he had different disciples at a different point. So it is, it is interesting to kind of think about like, okay, can my 12 evolve, you know, as, as I go through different stages of life and, you know, and I'm obviously not Jesus. I don't have the perfect answer to that, but, you know, I would say, absolutely. I think, I think God, you know, puts people in certain seasons of our lives for a reason and it's okay if they're just part of that for a season. So I think coming um, to recognizing that, you know, and also maybe not so much like feeling guilty, like, Mm. you know, it was hard initially, like, wow, am I really like, Mm. you know, taking these people off the, the just 12. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, you know, removing them from your life altogether. You know, that yeah, just means great. Like, hey, yeah. and God's wanting me to direct my focus to some different people right now. That's absolutely okay. So uh, that's really good. Yeah. The directed focus. And, and really this is a term that I'm more using more and more often now is it's, it's just 12 is a narrowed relational focus. Uh, yeah. It's not about exactly getting 12 or, or you know, being obsessed about those numbers and obsessed about the list. It's, it's, it's this sense of like, Hey, we live with limited time and limited capacities. Uh, and, and we don't have, I mean, if Jesus who had the capacities to do many, many things and was doing a lot of things to preaching, you know, uh, healing people, but yet his major focus was very narrowed. Um, and like you said, I'm not Jesus. I can't do the same exact things. I'm not at the end of three years going to get, you know, brought into a different existence called heaven and, and leave my 12 behind, you know, it's much more fluid than that. And, um, you know, but it's that, that distinction of like, no, I, I have to narrow my focus. I have to, to really hone it in and getting a sense of who's God calling me to hone in on right now. It's really good. Uh, yeah. any other things that you were going to share about your growth or, or challenges? Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the probably the biggest thing that I mean, there's so much that can be gained from, you know, the just whole framework and that concept. But I think the biggest thing, especially someone who grew up, you know, my dad, you know, is a pastor and everything and just growing up in that church context. Um, I think the biggest thing is has, has been helping me get away from viewing people as sort of these line items mm. on our evangelism checklist, right? I think as believers, we tend to fall into this mindset that, you know, sharing the gospel followed by that person accepting Christ is sort of the, the end goal or the finish line, when in reality, that's just the starting point, right? Like obviously salvation, you know, um, accepting Christ, that's the most important decision that anybody could make, you know, no doubt. Um, but I think there's so much more that comes after, you know, when somebody is saved. So just making that conscious decision to continue to be involved in uh, or be a part of people's spiritual journey and not just kind of throw our hands up and say, well, mission complete, you know, when they come to yeah. accept Christ. If we're, you know, we're supposed to be doing life with others. And I think that just the, you know, the just whole framework has really helped me understand and appreciate that and just appreciate others and, you know, in their journey and their different stages of life and not just, you know, viewing them as, oh, this is somebody that I shared the gospel with or somebody that I've, I've poured into. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm like visualizing this like continuum that, that just 12 can help us get into where it's like everybody's in this space and in that whole space, it's like, well, no, that's, I'm discipling. I'm doing the work of loving these people like Jesus loved and they might be here, there, or anywhere, but I'm not going to try to differentiate or say, here's where I'm trying to get them or here's where they are right now. And obviously we want to help people move closer to loving Jesus, following him, being obedient to him. But like you said, not these like checkmark steps. That's like, well, I got them to there because sometimes in, and you've experienced this and you're hinting at it. Like sometimes there's either a, a, we don't invest because they're not at a certain point or we stop investing because they reach a certain point. And it's like, let's get rid of some of those lines. And I love that you're experiencing that and, and sharing that with us. Um, that's really good. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, so when it comes to other people um, kind of on their journey, whatever that might be for some people just starting out, some people are like you were like, maybe they're two years into this and they're, they're trying to still figure some things out. What kind of encouragement uh, would you have for people um, just starting the journey or, or wherever that on the journey? Yeah, you know, the main thing I would say is just, you know, obviously easier said than done, but, you know, don't become discouraged if you're not seeing the the results that, you know, maybe you were initially hoping for or, you know, oh, I reached out to somebody and, you know, it kind of didn't go as expected, mm. you know. I think that persistence is such an important part of the Just 12 journey because, you know, we're doing life with these people. As I said, they're not just this these um, line items on an evangelism checklist, right? So if we're supposed to be doing life with these people, you know, patience is required. And I think, too, we have to, we have to give ourselves a little bit a little bit of a break sometimes, you know, because as believers, we obviously we can point other people to Christ and be a reflection of his light. But ultimately, you know, we as humans were incapable of bringing about the radical, you know, heart change and transformation that only God can bring, you know, and even first Corinthians, you know, three, uh, chapter three, verse seven says this, it's not, it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is God makes the seed grow. And I take a lot of comfort in that fact, um, because, ultimately, you know, we just need to do what we can, you know, we can't, we can only control our own actions. We can't control what other people do. So just 
take comfort in that fact. Um, keep going even when it seems tough and just know that God has you in these people's lives for a reason. Yeah, that's such a good reminder. I, I That's a good reminder for me because it is so easy having been a pastor, uh, now being part of this ministry, uh, working on my own 12, some of them being my, like my own children, right? Like I've seen you being friends with Scott. I've seen you along your journey. And there's this piece that's like, you, you want something for someone, right? So badly that sometimes it's like, wait, that's not, that's not my job, right? My job is to love well. My job is to do this thing at this moment and let God do the work. And even if he does do the work, then it's easier for us to then not have to, you know, feel like we, we take credit for it, right? Like, oh, I did, you know, it's like, well, no, like along this journey, and there, there is a lot of relief in that. And, and it's a good reminder for me because there is those pieces of like, oh, so-and-so, it just, you know, I wish, I wish they would have, you know, heard this, or I wish I would have said it this way, or I could have done it this way. And it's like, well, that's getting into that mindset of trying to make something happen, trying to, to make someone grow versus like, yeah, like you're saying that. It's God's spirit that helps people grow. You know, that's that's where it comes from. So take relief in that. Thanks for that encouragement. Um, any any stories or any other thoughts that you would uh, want to share? Anything we missed? I was thinking about just that you had said, um, hey, you know, I'm at seven, eight and I'm still praying through those things. Uh, I would encourage our listeners, you know, to pray for each other. And, and you're, hit, you're hinting at it, like I'm still praying for those people. Right. It's it's. I, I know there's people that God's going to put in my path that I may have to d- direct some focus to. Um, any, any stories or anything else that you wanted to share with us about your Just 12 journey? Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned before, um, I can't emphasize enough, you know, take it slow. Like, really seek mm-hmm. you know, God's will and God's direction for this. Obviously, we're humans. We're not going to be perfect all the time. You know, we might overlook something that God's, you know, planting right in front of us and everything. But, yeah, just really take your time with the Just 12 process. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, especially with American culture, we're such in the mindset of, you know, we want things to happen immediately. And the Just 12 framework really isn't that. It's about doing life with people and being a part of their journeys for the long run, or if not, at least for a particular season. So, yeah, just just take your time with it, you know, Um, Mm. make sure you're just in active communication with God, you know, really just seeking his direction. Pray about people, you know, even if you're, even if somebody pops into your mind and you're a little bit hesitant, like, oh, should I do it? You know, just pray about it. Like, just take a second and reflect, like, you know, is there, are there some need, some needs that I could be meeting here? So. Good. Well, thanks, Chloe. Um, listeners, uh, watchers, you're, this won't be the last time you hear and see Chloe. Uh, she has been great in helping us refine a lot of our uh, our direction thoughts content. Uh, so she's she's a, a part of um, many of the things that we're thinking through and doing. And so we've asked Chloe to be a part of other things too. So you'll see and hear from her at different points. Uh, I appreciate you, Chloe, working behind the scenes. If if you're somebody that's like, man, I I love being a part of Just Twelve, or wish I could be more part of Just Twelve, uh, there are many opportunities for for people to engage that isn't necessarily just jumping on an interview. Although if you would love to share your story. Uh, or like to share your story about your Just 12 journey, uh, we have opportunities for that. So in the app, if you download the app, if you don't have it already, click on one of those, uh, the link that says uh, uh, contact us, let us know that, hey, I'd love to be interviewed, or I'd love to do this behind the scenes, or hey, how do I help support this this ministry? Uh, All those are ways that you can contribute and be a part of things, and we'd love for everybody to be a part of it. So thanks for kicking us off on our first interview, Chloe. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing people's questions about just 12 in general and, and especially the selection process and the, and the journey. Uh, but appreciate your time and appreciate your, your efforts 
and your consistency in being part of this journey with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.